Hey everyone, it's Mallow, your host of Identico After Dark and the creative director here for Identico. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Gamers Heaven and their newest location just north of Seattle, Washington. There, in a family-friendly and welcoming environment, you can play tabletop or video games, read manga, or just relax with friends and sample some amazing drinks from their boba tea bar. If you want to learn more, log on to GamersHeavenSeattle.com to see hours and location. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of Identico After Dark, a live stream and podcast where we talk about video games, TV, music, movies, and more. And tonight, it's going to be a fun one. I am joined by my uh, co-conspirator, as I always am, Alex the Humanoid. Alex, welcome. What's going on, everybody? I've missed you all. Yes, yes. We've had a couple of weeks off for things, but we're also joined tonight by michael one of our intrepid people uh involved with chaos incorporated hello evening, sir evening y'all evening, <laughs> evening happy y'all happy to be here happy to happy to chat about the subjects at hand yes uh i just want to thank i want to just quickly give a couple shout outs right here too uh we've got two one year anniversaries in the in the chat one for our uh, both of our intrepid uh mods tonight uh, Tip and Grandpa Joe, uh, who you may remember from this show and uh, from uh, Angel City Stories. So, yep. thank you. And if uh, if you're out there watching and you want to uh, subscribe, uh, Prime Gaming, as they call it now, uh, gives you one free subscription. So, you know, if you want to drop that in right there, that goes to help us make more of this stuff uh, and, and keep the lights on and keep it going so we can keep making content for you guys out there. Indeed. Uh, Before we get into it, uh, Identico After Dark is uh, taking its name uh, from a TTRPG that Alex and I have written called Identico that you can also see played on Michael's show. Uh, That way. There we go. On Michael's show. Chaos Incorporated every other Monday. Uh, Once we come back in the new year, we're done for the we're done with recording for that for this year. But in the new year, that show that shows based on a role playing game. I thought we were just we're just winging it. We're just winging it. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to learn more about that, go to playidentico.com. Uh, we've got everything up there, including some freebies to get you started, uh, merchandise, and more. Uh, makes great stocking stuffers, you know? Wink, nudge. Also, if we, you know. keep your eyes open. Mallow told me about a new idea he's got for some merch. I do. And, and considering that we have a, a, a fancy little space that we can try to sell it in real life, too. Um, yes. you know, it might be kind of fun. You know, we like we like making some merch uh, centered around Identico. So, um, I'm gonna answer Tip's question. Um, I have, as it is Christmas time, some lactose free uh, eggnog and brandy. Yes, yes, right here. So right there, Tip. That's I, I did that's not a, make my it's, it's I did not make time. my cocoa. I was bad. I didn't make my cocoa. So, I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just I got water. water. Yeah, yeah, water bottle bros, let's go. <laughs> Hydrate. Hydration's in words, important. In the words of Stranger Things, it's still a liquid, 
<laughs> it counts. So it counts. It counts. Oh goodness. Uh, so tonight, uh, we are talking Hawkeye series finale, uh, as well as Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. So, beware of spoilers because we will. We're going to talk openly. We talked a little bit about Hawkeye the last time. Are we going straight into spoiler warnings? Yeah, I just want to give a blanket spoiler warning because last okay. time we started talking and we didn't say spoiler warning. Oh, and did people we, get upset with us? N well, not 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 huge because we didn't give away huge spoilers. But um, I just know from a podcast back in the day where I actually put the spoiler in the title, uh, and somebody really did get upset with that. Um, so you know, I just probably not do that this time. Just give you like yeah. a good few seconds to be like, okay, wait, hold on, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yes. I'm, I am the type of person that will do my best to 100% avoid spoilers. Like, I don't even watch, I watch teaser trailers. That's where I draw the line. I don't watch anything after the teasers. So, yeah. so here, and actually, this, this rolls us right into Spider Man. Um, the spoilers for Spider Man were out in 20 seconds flat. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've heard. They, they Technically, were they were out like. Nine to twelve months ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is like I started seeing video clips oh, within yeah. twelve hours. Um, now, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I must be lucky because, like, my feeds, my social feeds, like, I didn't see anything. Oh, I, I either that's either that's like the people that I follow are really cool about it, or I just am lucky enough that I didn't catch them. But like. Yeah. I now, was looking. I mean, I was paying attention to try and like avoid stuff. And I actually didn't have to. Mallow knows me. Like, I'm not a big person where spoilers don't worry me. I'm like, when it comes to films and stuff, I'm like, how are you gonna get there? That's really the thing that that gets me. Um, so I wasn't too terribly upset about the spoilers. And as Mallow said, I think most of them, all but one, I think everybody has pretty much expected for the last year. If you pay attention, this is the other thing too, is I spend a lot of my time watching and theorizing and having fun with this kind of stuff. So for me, I'm super connected to all of the behind the scenes rumors and speculation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I follow Vulture and Hollywood Reporter and all those kind of things. Like I spend a lot of time cause it's my job. I'm in the industry. So, you know, I, I like it uh, for I mean, the I'm, normal person going into it. Who's not a lunatic like myself. Eh, there's probably some spoilers for you. I knew yeah. enough going in. I knew enough going in that yesterday, like because things were so slow while I was working, I threw on the, the original Sony Spider-Man movies, like the first, the first, oh, the, trilogy, first three. And then the first trilogy. And then also the Gar the two Garfield movies. I put you those got on. through all of them. I got through all of them. Like, I, you know, again, I kind of like put them on. I let them in the background. Like, you know, I've seen them all. So, I mean, it's not like it was new material, but I thought I want to be, I haven't seen them in a while. I want to be just in case I want to like have that refresher because I knew Garfield. I knew I mean, that was clear. I knew he was going to be there, even though they'd have been denying it. And there'd have been all the rumors and stuff. I'm like, I know he's going to be in the movie. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I see the chat here with uh, with our friend uh, with Tip there, with uh, Ti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
I am not going to say any more until I know if Ti is going to be uh, sticking around or not. Yeah. Because um, I, I just I, I I was able to go into this one relatively spoiler free, other than like the real obvious stuff that you could catch from the teaser trailer. Yeah. You know, the teaser told me enough to know that I needed to go back and watch those other ones just to be fresh. Yeah. I wanted to be fresh. Um, Do you? Well, let's start here. What was your general? What was your general rating of the movie, Michael? Oh, uh, my rating of the movie? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm an unapologetic Marvel fanboy. Um, there have only been a, a hand, a, maybe one or two of the Marvel movies that I haven't like really enjoyed. Number uh, three. Uh, yeah, you know, I would say like Thor two for me is is a kind of a is a letdown. Yep. I can my, my funny story about Thor two is to this day, I have not made it through an entire viewing without falling asleep. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I've had to watch that. That's Every hilarious. time I've seen that movie, I have had to watch it in parts. I've never been able to make it through the entire movie. I always fall out like twenty minutes in. It, and again, like I, I, I feel like. I mentioned this to uh, to Mallow earlier. I was like, you know, even the the lesser Marvel movies, like, do typically something to build the story to like kind of build even the B storylines. They give you something, right? They mm -hmm. give you something to, to. But there just wasn't enough meat in Thor to keep me hooked through the whole thing. So which is why I knock out. Like, you know, I just do. Like Thor goes out. Like they put Thor two on, and literally like ten minutes after they like find the weird portals into the. Uh, you know the the portal in, with the storage <laughs> containers and stuff in the junkyard. Mm -hmm. Like it, about ten minutes after that, I'm out. Like I'm, I've fallen asleep. Michael officially love... remembers way more about Thor two than I did. I love <laughs> Branagh as a director, but that yeah. is kind of the low point. Um, I'm and, with you on Thor: The Dark World and things like that. Um, so so I you asked you asked for my rating. I'll give yeah. you my rating. Um, no Way Home is easily in my. Is easily top five for me. I'm gonna say it's probably top three at this point. Okay. So I saw a lot of chat about how this was the best MCU. There was a lot of chatter that this was the best MCU film ever. And I'm not there. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. This is the best MCU film ever. And that is why uh, you were wrong. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just objectively feel, not the best one. I feel like this is a moment where if we were like in a wrestling ring and this was a promo, like the the curtain would fly back and and you know Mallow <laughs> coming out and stomping to his theme song. And, <laughs> and let me be clear, there are two ways that I look at films. I look at them as a as a technical piece of art, as a writer, and as somebody who studied film in college and wanted to be a filmmaker at one point. As a, as a piece of art, and then I look at them as the, did I enjoy it? Which are two separate things. There are films that I think are great pieces of art that I don't like watching. Right? Mm -hmm. Munich. Munich is a great example. Spielberg's one of the best directors of all time. That movie was amazing. Um, I don't ever want to see it again. Because <laughs> it's just the subject matter and the gravity that they put to it and the way that they made that film. It was really well made. I won't ever watch it again. It's it just it's too much. Um, this film was not, in my opinion, the best MCU film they've made from an, a technical and an artistic standpoint. Nor was it the one that I had the most fun at. Interesting. Okay. Now, it's... 
and and now I might have the slider for later. It's probably in my and keep in mind there's more than twenty MCU films now. Yeah, yeah, no, there's <laughs> so <not>. many. <laughs> it, it's in the top half. Like yeah, if I did the slider my spell, like the slider myself, it's in my top half for sure. <laughs> but it's not. It's just not there for me. All right, Mallow, it's your turn. No, it was it was fantastically done. Uh, it was well done. The predilection on the spell thing and stuff like that was flimsy, but was sticking with the comics. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, that is the suspension of disbelief you have to have when you go into a Marvel movie. Is that, yes, this guy can do that. Uh, like, I think it's one of those things where, like, one way, shape, or form, the multiverse was going to come. Mm-hmm. Because of all the other people fucking with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of just the straw that broke open the egg, you know, like it was just one of those things that this has just kind of helped accelerate things just that much little bit more. Well, uh, we, we, we'd gotten the hint in Loki when Kang was talking about the multiverse war. I wasn't a hint. That was just a straight up for all of you at home. Who've never read a comic book in your life. Here's how we retcon things. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm the cool guy at the end of it all that says, well, I'm the producer, basically. I'm Kevin Feige insert that says, here's what comes and here's what isn't. And nobody can tell me that Kang the Conqueror is not the Kevin Feige insert anymore because we all know there's a guy behind the curtain pulling the strings um, who's wears a hat all the time, too. He's very weird. Um, okay. <laughs> so chat's going off right now. Of course it is because we Joe's were- there. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's not, it's not chat so much as it's Joe. Joe. So that's going off right now. Here's what I, I and and do you mind if we just jump into the meat of it? Yeah, God. I'm fine with it. <laughs> All right. Chat's like, I feel seen. Okay. Um, so Joe actually has the point. This was, and, and I'm okay with some suspension of disbelief. Okay. But here's where it lost me, is as I was watching the end of the film, I'm going, wait a minute. So everybody forgets, and this is what I didn't understand. Everybody forgets that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Okay, cool. But Ned was his friend long before he was Spider-Man. No, everybody, that was, so that's, so it's funny. I'm just going to pop in real quick. Oh, go. This is, um, this is exactly the same sticking point that a buddy of mine got, like I when I said, I said, I, I told my buddies, I was like, I just went and saw it. I loved it. I want to see it two more times today. Like, I liked it that much. Mm-hmm. And then I got literally two minutes later, I got a DM from my buddy in Discord, and we went back and forth all morning about, like, kind of this part of the movie, which was that, you know, the spell is that everyone is going to forget Peter Parker mm-hmm. exists. Yeah. That's the spell. The spell that Strange ends up, this initial spell is to make people forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's the spell right. that Strange initially goes to cast, that Peter uh-huh. fucks up. Mm-hmm. The second spell that they come back with that fixes that whole thing is that everyone just forgets Peter Parker, period. So in the minds of the world and the multiverse, Peter Parker is a non-entity. Spider-Man right. still exists. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. No one knows who Peter Parker is, period. Right. So that's, you know, you know, that was what my buddy and I got into about that was he was like, well, you know, he's but, you know, uh, these people know <laughs> Spider-Man, but they don't know Peter. I was like, well, yeah. And, and especially the people that were closest, right? <laughs> the people that were closest 
like their relationship with Spider-Man, even like even if MJ and Ned remembered having adventures with Spider-Man, they would never remember ever seeing him without Parker. his mask off or who he was with the mask off. <laughs> they might even remember, they might even know that he, you know, that he took the mask off, but I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't picture him. I don't know what he looks like. I can't. It's the same thing with, with the other people who knew who Peter was. Yeah. So again, this is again where, where it starts to mess with my suspension of disbelief a bit. Um, to answer somebody in chat, yeah. it's now legal void. No, nobody remembers Peter Parker. The, the apartment thing was not what bothers me because he didn't erase him from computer systems, right? Peter Parker still has a social security number and everybody who sees him from that point forward, he has a legal ID, he's in the computer, he's got a social, he's fine. Everybody else is good. But again, the part to me that was like, like, no one's going to question that later, right? Uh, Pepper Potts, who knew who Peter was, right? It's not like, oh yeah, I remember this time and we were going to do a news conference, but I don't remember the guy that was there. Yeah, but that's the that's sort of the thing is, it's it's more along the lines and and this is a few times uh, like it's one of the few times that it's like the way that I can explain it is like this. It's like you go past a you go past the bodega like every day and you never notice it, and then all of a sudden when it's going out of business, you went oh wait, it's suddenly turning into a CVS now. Like what the hell like. That's more the way that it's explained and mm -hmm. understood. Like they all have seen him now in their minds. He's the creepy dude at the, at the donut shop. <laughs> at the um, donut shop, you know. And that sort of thing is like he still has a birth certificate and shit, but like yeah. nobody remembers being with him. But any point on from there, he can make his own sort of thing. So like, right. he got a shitty apartment for the legal question that we had up in here. He got a shitty apartment because that's all he could afford. Because if we've established in the MCU, no superheroes actually ever paid for anything, and they just get harassed by the cops. And actually, that's that a, a that's a very well, social thing I just said too. Wow. And I'm glad that they brought that up in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where Falcon's broke. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um. I kind of imagine that Tony was kind of paying for a few things here and there when he was still alive, but all that's gone now. Um, anyway, the spell thingy was the only thing that that, that really bugged me. Um, uh, hold on, I, 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 gotta, I gotta stop you for a second though, because chat's like, Strange would have understood. No the fuck he wouldn't have. He didn't want to help him in the first time. Strange doesn't like to help anybody. Strange only likes to help himself, drink Strange cocoa, and go Wong. do weird shit. All, yeah, exactly. Strange 100% did so, it to basically spite at, Wong. At yeah. least initially. Now, that last scene was Strange, where where Doctor Strange goes, you don't understand, the people that love you, and then he says, we, we will never remember you, because he puts himself yeah. in that conversation mm -hmm. along with everybody. Um, and I thought that was a nice touch. And I, I think what I mean, what got you there was the fact that you know the whole time Strange is basically blowing off everything Peter's saying, like you're a fuck, you're just a kid, you're a kid, you don't know shit. And then the kid traps Strange in his own mirror dimension, and then when Strange nice. comes back, manages like he, Strange comes back, and they're like, yeah, we're halfway done with this. Peter's idea is working, and Strange is like, oh shit, like <laughs> there was a line he says there where he's like, he goes, he goes, ah. Like he does because he has that line. Yeah, it's not respect. I'm trying to remember what he says exactly, but he's like, oh, well, okay. 
Yeah, it's but I mean that's why I feel like you know you went from. I think that's the bridge that they're supposed to give you from Strange being like, okay, Parker's like a minor annoyance. I'll just do this to, he helped out. He's, you know, he did his part to try and save the world. I'll do this to help him out. Yeah. Like that's, now, uh, you know, I'll, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll do this favor for him. And I, and I, think, Joe's, I think Joe's bringing up a good point in chat. If Peter ever does go back to Strange and goes, hey, by the way, we know each other. You cast this spell and says the name of the spell. I think Strange would probably be able to put two and two together and go, well, I probably did that and I just don't remember because I cast the spell. And they mentioned that in the movie too. Remember the whole conversation with Wong about, yeah. hey, remember the parties we used to have? And he's like, no, exactly. Like, <laughs> right. So I think they could, like Peter could go to Strange if he wanted to. But I think I think by the end, now Peter, and that was what I liked the scene in the donut shop at the end where Peter was going to go to MJ and Ned. And then it's like, you know what? Nope. Yeah, I'm just gonna go be by myself for a little while, and let them live their lives, and and so I don't think he would go to Strange or anybody else and well, tell them that. By the way, I love that we are debating a fucking magic spell in here, like it's goddamn D and D fifth edition. Um, but also we we gonna we gonna debate this, but the whole timeline bullshit from Avengers Endgame in the but you go to the past and your new past makes the new future and blah, blah. Boy, that shit makes my head hurt. Um. Oh, I, I, well, I like that they don't really like the, at least time travel in Marvel. Like they, again, they address it in Endgame. Like they, they, they make a point of making a joke out of it. Like the whole back to the future thing. Like mm -hmm. they joke about it in Endgame. But I do like that the Marvel movies are not mired in this. This is how this has to work. Mm-hmm. Because it's more about let's do what works for the story and not necessarily what may be correct for time travel theory. Right. Yeah. And, and it's I'm not gonna tell you about the time travel. That's bit yeah. them a couple of times and it's yeah. biting them now. Um and we can talk about that when we get to Hawkeye. I I hate time travel as in in literature and story and everything as much as I hate going and doing the celestial thing from Eternals yeah. and but you all that stuff. You can tell where Marvel's been like, yes, this is canon. And then later in the fact, been like, eh, we're really, really annoyed that we did that. Still not as bad as anymore. Still not as bad as Games Workshop, though. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Marvel does that frequently enough where they're like, this is part of the, you know, wait. Yep. We don't really want this to be part of canon anymore. So we're just going to pretend like it's not. <laughs> Chat would there like to. Chat brings up, uh, which is why Ahsoka is a terrible character. <laughs> she literally used time travel and still sucked at doing things. Oh my god! We go back on this. You know what? I'm not getting sucked into a Star Wars discussion with Chat. This is Marvel no, Night. This is Marvel no, Night. No, this is uh, no. And and again, like this is the hill that Joe has chosen to die on, <laughs> and it might not be a great hill, but it's his hill. <laughs> it's, it's his hill. Go get your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, we can all die on our own hills separately. Joe chose a show. Joe chose a Sokotano. Uh, <laughs> Grinding aside, I really did like the film. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is probably the one where uh, right before they go into battle, when Toby and Andrew. By the way, everybody, Toby and Andrew are in the movie, as if anybody was shocked about that. Yeah, yeah in case that we with the spoiler <laughs> thing wasn't clear earlier. Right. Spoilers. Um, when they're talking to him. And when they find out that Toby can shoot webs out of his wrists, oh, and neither one great. of them can, 
And then later they're standing on the scaffolding and they're like, hang on, I want to come back to this. How do you do that? And he's like, it's like breathing. I just do it. Right. And they're like, have you ever, you know, and they're Peter, talking Peter, about stuff. Yeah, Peter one, Tom Holland is like, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead and finish. But yeah, I like this. Does it, it come Tom out Holland of anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like, they're like, did it ever get blocked? And then they're talking about like, what was the coolest villains you fought? And then, you know, Tom Holland's like, I fought an alien in space. And then they like, Andrew stops. No, Toby stops. And he's like, wait, I want to stop here. You fought somebody in space. <laughs> like, yeah, and then then Andrew's like, "Oh man, I'm lame. I fought a Russian guy in a rhinoceros in a rhino suit. costume. Yeah, in a rhino <laughs> mech, rhino mech suit." Um, and and Toby's like, yeah. "Oh, you're amazing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So loved that scene. John, I, I, what was I, your favorite scene? Their their whole back and forth, I thought, was really good. Um, you know, I, I legitimately. It was nice for the one time that I will probably do it during this pandemic to be in a movie theater where when Andrew Garfield stepped through and took the cowl off, everybody clapped. You know, all all like 15 of us because we were in a weird movie theater and thankfully there's not a ton of people and things like that. But uh, and then when Toby came through looking <laughs> looking like the uh, uh, Mormon youth pastor, I believe is how they called him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The hip youth pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, those were those were good moments. I mean, look, Into the Spider Verse was a fantastic movie, and they gave us a live action version of that. Uh, neither movie makes a whole ton of sense in the whole time travel multiverse thing, but who fucking cares? It's cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> speak, speaking of Into the Spider Verse, I love the reference from Jamie Fox where he's talking to Andrew Garfield after he's lost his powers. He's like, "You do all this stuff. I thought you were black." Yeah. Here's the thing. There's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere. And I was like, yes. Here is the prediction for Spider-Man 4. Go ahead and click. Get your clips ready. We'll revisit it soon. Uh, Are are you ready to take your victory lap yet, by the way? Oh, yeah. No, I was completely right about all of it. Um, Love it all, including Hawkeye that we'll get to in just a second. Uh, Because I got I got predictions for that one, too. Uh, yep. But for Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 4, Tom Holland, they, they still don't know if he's going to come back for it or not. Um, I think Marvel's just going to pony up the money. Yeah, they're going to pony up the money. Uh, but I think they're only going to have to pony up the money for one uh, for one uh, movie. And he's going to pass it. think they move on to Miles? I think they move on to Miles during that trilogy. They have already established that Miles exists in the MCU. Thank you, Donald Glover. We appreciate mm-hmm. your service. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think during that trilogy is when they bring Miles Morales in, and Miles becomes the new Avenger later on because uh, he can hook up with Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, which, um, which brings us to our our Hawkeye stuff. Well, hold on, hold on. No, I haven't gotten to do. I didn't. Do okay, my do your. Yeah, I'm do just your, saying, like it all okay. connects. That's no, okay. So my, yarn wall, I, I Caleb. Tr- yarn wall. Yeah, right. I had uh, I had a couple favorite scenes, but the one that I like really stuck out to me most is when they are when they all get together or sorry when they're bringing the when they're bringing everybody in and they're in the wizard's dungeon and like that entire conversation where they're trying to explain like where they are where the various villains are to them and like the fact like the magic exists and they're all like dumbfounded that magic exists they're like oh god oh, <laughs> magic exists it's a thing really like it's a really a thing 
and uh, Jamie Foxx's uh, Electro makes a joke about like you know uh, characters dressing like they're in Dungeons and Dragons, you know, mm -hmm. and they make lots of references to the wizards and stuff. But like that scene when they're just trying to explain kind of how things are working, and the banter when they all go to Happy's apartment, like that entire scene at Happy's apartment, like just made me like happy because I was like, this is like it for one. It's so much scene chewing going on by so many like of these great villains that they've had in past movies, uh, getting to be together on screen, getting to watch, you know, Alfred Molina interact with Willem Dafoe, like yeah. actually play as these characters in this world uh, instead of separate entities and separate movies. I want to say one thing real quick about No Way Home in general. This is maybe the first movie to me that broke the multiple villains mold. Yes, because this yes, movie yes, managed yes. to have almost the entire Sinister Six, which was as, as a fanboy for me as like a Spider-Man fan and as a Marvel fan, like to see all these elements finally come together in one movie successfully, not like, you know, piecemeal, not like Spider-Man three, you know, uh, not like so many of the of the Batman movies where they had more than one villain, like but like to bring these all together in one movie really well and not short shrift anybody. Like nobody got short shrift. Nobody got less real screen time or camera time or plot time because they didn't have to explain a bunch of stuff about everybody. They're just like, here's all the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're all working together as you would expect them to do once they get released. So that whole not explaining things, this is the thing that I think Marvel has done the best with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. They brought Spider-Man already in as Spider-Man. We did not have to watch Spider-Man's origin story again. We didn't have to watch Uncle Ben get shot again. We didn't see him get bit by a spider. He just came in and they were like, and Marvel in their minds, I'm sure went, look, everybody knows Spider-Man's origin. So we don't need to do DC and show Bruce Wayne's parents get shot again. <laughs> because everybody knows the damn story yeah. so we're just gonna bring spider-man in and do the thing and it will be fine and everybody will get it and they did and i thought that that was a better way of handling this whole thing yeah um, oh, for sure i agree with you a thousand percent on the villain point because i didn't feel i felt the same way where i walked out and i was like wow all of the villains felt like they had their moments Mm -hmm. If anybody got a little short-shirted, it was maybe Sandman. And, and maybe, I think, but he still had a good story. But I, I think that's too because Sandman already kind of had a redemption arc in his movie. Mm -hmm. Like in the in, you know, in Spider-Man Three, Sandman already kind of got redeemed a little bit by the end of it. So like mm -hmm. when they bring him back in, they, there's not as much to work with there because everyone else. Yeah, like, and even Doc Ock got hit a redemption arc in in his Spider-Man Two. Swinging back right to your dungeon end. comment, I love the part where they laugh at him when he's like, "They're like, what's your name?" And he's like, "Daughter Octo Otto Octavius." Oct and they're like, "Really? What? No, what's your real name? What's your real villain?" <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was I think one of my favorite scenes. There were so many, and I want to ping one thing before we get done because before we move on, we we got time. And that's okay. Did the rest of did anybody else catch the uh, the lovely capper on the Star Wars joke? What Palpatine in them? No, the capper in this movie. the 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 long form joke, the long con, is that in Homecoming they build the Death Star, it gets destroyed. Yeah. Oh yeah. In No Way Home, they the Death Star gets destroyed. 
Mm-hmm. So in films one and three, the Death Star gets destroyed. Yeah, but I also I was also bringing it back because what was the toy he put on his desk at the end? Mm-hmm. It was Palpatine, yeah. Palpatine which is a long-running joke that Palpatine survived somehow, and blah, 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 which is yeah. the dumbest thing they ever did in, in Star Wars. But still, I like I it. I loved that. I, I happened. It was actually funny because I caught it in the theater at the time. I was like, Haha, it's a Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Star Wars and Return of the Jedi reference. Yep. And I love it. that It was in movies one and three. And then uh, I was speaking with our friend Kaylee after the fact. And Kaylee was like, did you catch that? Did you know that that was a thing? I was like, I didn't know, but I caught it. And I'm proud of myself for catching it. So <laughs> absolutely. And that it's dummy oh, yeah, that yeah. kills it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At my oh and dummy oh yeah. yeah again there were so many beats in this movie that were like just pitch perfect for me that you know there were. I would see it two more times right now in a row yeah. just because I liked it so much I'm gonna watch it soon again I yeah. uh, I just want to like touch a nod uh, to uh, the action scenes in this because we talked about William Defoe that fight in the hallway scene uh, was one of the most brutal ones ever pictured on MCU. Mm-hmm. And was fan just the way that it was done, shot, pulled through all of that, just fantastic. That was actually a, a point that Kaylee made in our conversation after this too. Is, is she said that you know when they got to the end and there's and you have the fight on you know the remnants of the the statue's shield, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Tom Holland really pulled out all the stops on in that like the that emoting that rage mm-hmm. that that sheer like i'm gonna kill you and like you get you get to, for the first time you really see sp- this spider-man like unload like he is hitting he's hitting uh goblin harder than he's hit anybody in these movies mm-hmm. he's really just beating the bejesus out of and, him and and that brings us to when when he stops when toby stops him and without even saying a word, he gives him that whole, like, you do not want to do this. This is not the human you want to be. And uh, Toby, I thought, did a really good job, both that scene and then the one where he's talking to Otto, where he takes his mask off. And, and I was like, dear boy, you're all grown up. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, just trying to do better, which is a throwback to when he first meets Octavius, he says that exact line and just talented but lazy. That yeah, <laughs> that thing where he's like, I'm just trying to do better. I'm like, like the way Toby did all that, like you got that like wizened old Spider-Man. Well, that was really well. <laughs> that was something that Kaylee mentioned too. She said she said to me that she said I felt she felt like Toby was a little wooden. I said okay, well having just rewatched the original Spider-Man, the the first Raimi mm-hmm. trilogy. I was like, and then you re, then you watch, you know, the Garfield, and then you watch the Holland. Out of the three Spider-Men, you know, that was Toby's Spider-Man. Toby's Spider-Man was not the overly emotional, wisecracking, sarcastic one that we end up getting with the other two gentlemen. He was very much the the socially awkward nerd. Like he was that Peter Parker, the you know the classic old school Peter Parker that was not the you know was not the uh, easy talking, fast talking, quick quick witted, you know quippy guy. 
And I like that that still came through mm -hmm. in this. Like when in this movie, when Toby is chatting in their group, like you get the feeling that Toby is still kind of like that, that Peter Parker, regardless of how well his life has gone since, is still that kind of like, I'm just going to stand back and let you guys talk, you know, and maybe I'll say something once in a I while. I thought it was for the most part. I'm good. I thought it was interesting, though, because if you if you catch up on it, it ain't going so hot. He's not wearing his he's wasn't wearing his wedding ring and he even mentioned that it was complicated with MJ in the movie. Oh, I didn't even think so about we, that. We I have catch, Yeah, we I have Spider-Girl the wedding ring thing. Yeah, he didn't he wasn't wearing his wedding ring and he said it was complicated with him and MJ, which maybe it's during that like breakup time that they have in the comic books where him and MJ kind of like split for a while. Yeah, mm. but but we do have the chance of of their daughter, mm. who ends up playing uh, uh, Spider Gwen, not Spider Gwen. No, what's her spider name? Spider. I, I, I keep wanting to call it Spider is. Child, but that's not right. No, Silk is somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah but basically, it's a it's a younger female Spider Woman. It's May Parker, right? Yeah, it would be May Parker. Yeah, by yeah, the thing. that's it. So. Um. um and uh, I like also that when you get Garfield's kind of like catch up, you literally get like, like he does the whole like I went off the deep end. Like I, I think he killed I went, Hobgoblin. I, went, I yeah, for sure, for sure. Like the, I think he killed Hobgoblin after the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two and regrets the, it. Yeah, I think that's the that's the Garfield you get when he comes in. Like his costume is darker than everybody else's. Like his. Like his presence is a little bit darker. Like I like that they give you the Spider-Man that's already gone down this road, and it mm -hmm. doesn't end well. Like it's not good. Um. Also, oh, that was uh, one one last thing. The go. the knot at the end, the knot at the end, right before the credits roll, which we didn't even talk about the end credit scenes, but uh, right before the credits roll, and you get Peter like hopping out in his new costume, which is straight up the comic book. Mm -hmm the comic book costume and it looks fucking glorious it which by the way so good for our playstation players they're bringing that costume to the insomniac game spider-man uh i think next week um but speaking of i want to go back to garfield for a second because that scene where he rescues peter's mj oh yes okay oh. like when she when he's here. like when he was like are you okay and she's like yeah she's like are you okay <laughs> and he's like you can tell he's like like that's his like right I don't on the verge. He's I right don't want to say redemption because I don't think that's the right word. But he's like the like. I this time I did it. This time I I didn't fuck it up, right? And I thought it was such a powerful look. Like, and I don't know if you've all seen Andrew Garfield in Heartbreak Ridge, when he plays the the army medic who was a conscientious objector. And this is a true story. He plays an army medic during the Korean War who refuses to carry a weapon. Right, mm. amazing role. He's actually a really amazing actor. If you watch some of his other stuff, uh, that that emoting on his face was just yeah perfect. I, I'd like to just kind of take a, a step farther on top of that, though, as you were talking about redemption arc. I feel like this movie was redemption for Andrew Garfield, period, mm -hmm. because he got shit on for he his did. movies, and mm -hmm. I don't really pers think that it was. It's not really his fault because I think he like literally like gives his all for Spider-Man. He's such a huge fan, but the costumes were dumb. The writing was dumb. They did have Dennis Leary, which I loved. 
Yeah, no, no, no. There were some of the, there were some good parts of those two movies, but um, yeah, I just think he got really let down by Sony being Sony, right? It was the writing. It was the right. Well, it's me critiquing the writing of a thing. Imagine that. Um, I'm with you. It was the writing. They, they, and again, like like Michael brought up earlier, uh, Sony got into the too many villain trap. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two with Garfield's second movie. Where they had Hobgoblin, they had uh, Electro, they had another one, and they had Rhino. Yeah. Like, it was just too much in one film. Yep, for sure. And that's, you know, I, I think having, again, just rewatched all those, like, I have very much, I have more respect for Toby. Uh having watched those again you know i watched them thinking wow these are way campier than i remember them being but mm -hmm. i also then i also remembered this is sam raimi and again remembering that it's sam raimi i see all of his cinematography and all of his like trick shots and all the things that he loves to do in his movies yeah like they're all like for you know right there in your face in those so i like i you know i again i kind of gave that a pass and then i watched the garfield once again and i was like Again, like you said, Garfield got short shrift because mm -hmm. I thought his his Peter was very well done. I think the the Peter Gwen Stacy relationship was well done in those movies, and mm -hmm. I think everything else around them was. And Sally Field was a great Aunt May, yeah. But you know, but yeah, she's, she's a good, good Aunt May. Well, I'm and then President Bartlett dies. Martin Sheen. <laughs> we we got Martin Sheen for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah we got okay. Martin Sheen for about five minutes. And, and oh, you know, Uncle and Ben died again. Yeah, Uncle Ben died again. And that was my uh, my buddy I was talking to this morning said, you know, I want to see a prequel. I'd love to see a prequel with, you know, the Holland. I'm like, unless it's going to do something crazy to change the origin, I don't want it. So they're I would doing see that. It. They're actually doing it. They announced it on, really? uh, on Disney+. It's going to be Plus a cartoon, Day. though. It's going to be a cartoon, but it is canon, and it's going to be, I think they're calling it freshman year. Freshman year of high school, yeah. Uh, and so it's literally him getting his powers, and well, you know the goofy suit he's got when Tony yeah. finds him? That's that's what he's going to be wearing, and so it, we're going to get It'll that. be a short-run series. Fun. Yeah, it'll be fine. I think it, it'll be fine. I get it from like a kid, like especially from a kid's perspective too, right? Because I mean, yes. like it'll it'll be a good, mm -hmm. it'll be an easy way to introduce the origin story to kids who are already familiar with the Tom Holland character from the MCU movies, but not necessarily Spider Man, you know, the whole story. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was just saying to him, I was like, you know, I would go see it because I mean, uh, of course, I would go see it. But I, is it not it's something I need? I do not need it. I don't need to see another. So origin story swinging back to, to sean's comments about the multiverse and this is my question for you two would you watch a third amazing spider-man with andrew garfield after he's returned from this adventure that's what this movie actually made me want is i i want to see i, I would love to see more of uh, both of those spider-men in their respective universes like kind of like how they're like their lives like and again, I, I don't necessarily know that I need to see a movie about it or whatever, but like, I feel like it would be interesting ground to tread. John? I think having never really watched the Andrew years because of how like bad the writing was and stuff like that, I would like to see him get it, but with Feige and others overseeing the whole operation. Amy Pascal. 
Well, Amy from that perspective and then Kevin from the continuity perspective and stuff, mm -hmm. because I just think that when they get the right team on it, like Andrew will perform his butt off and I think it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I think they can still bring in Scorpion would be a good one for him. Mm -hmm. That'd be Vulture. a great villain. Well, Vulture has been mm -hmm. done right with Tom Holland. It's like, let's bring in a, let's bring in a villain we haven't seen yet. Oh um, God. I mean, there's you can a, do a new version of Kingpin. You could do all kinds of stuff. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think from a continuity perspective, I think you'd want to introduce other characters into it. But I think you could do it really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if they had Thomas Hayden Church back for certain things, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There's some. There could be some interesting things. It got canceled in 2018, if I remember correctly. They were working on it, and then it got canceled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's again, it's the, the same thing that happened with like Spider-Verse, right? I saw you see Spider-Verse, that movie ends and you're immediately like, I want more from all of these characters. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we that's are kinda, getting more Spider-Verse. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of how I felt at the end of this. Like, you know, you talk about this being like the live action version of Spider-Verse, but that's how I felt. Like, I feel like those characters got good closure in this movie, but I also want to see more of them. Like, yeah, I just as a viewer and as someone who really enjoys like these Marvel pieces, like that would be something I would be, I'd love to watch like a short, like a limited series, like a six episode, like run on Disney plus. That was mm -hmm. about the Garfield Spider-Man. The thing that I will say about this particular one, yes to the Disney plus thing, because uh, I will again, ride hard for these Disney plus shows that are doing so well in telling oh a very concise, easy to grok story because they're, they're taking micro moments and they're just just getting the right level of detail and things. I, the thing I challenge that, anybody to tell me what series Disney Plus has screwed up. Uh, what's the Star Wars anime one? Um, that, that one was that was, that uh, was like that an was artistic terrible. thing, but I'm yeah. saying like Vision. really messed up. Oh yeah, they yeah. have Vision. it. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that I like about this particular one though is because of the reset that I know everybody was yelling about and chatting and stuff like that. They did, they did a perfect reset to give us the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, the comics mm -hmm. accurate one where he can go screw off with daredevil and do the, do the things in New York. We didn't even talk about that yet. He's a very good lawyer, Alex. He's a very, very good, good lawyer. lawyer. By the way, that, you're going to need a very good lawyer. That thing, <laughs> that was the only thing that had I not been, had I not been spoiled would have surprised me because I did not believe they were bringing Charlie Cox in for this. Well, that one, they, that one was a true, that one wasn't, oh, well, that, I guess that's got spoiled for you afterwards, but for going yeah. into it day of, for me, it was not. I was like, oh, you got Charlie Cox back. Thank God. Yeah. Because he was such a great, he was an amazing daredevil and that scene was hilarious and also him catching the brick the look on everybody's face just yeah. the look the look at the <laughs> table of everybody like i'm a very good lawyer i, I, I love the <laughs> fact that like they had announced that they were bringing charlie cox back as a daredevil for a future I, mcu series we all were like why. well yeah but i mean we all knew that like okay echo is coming because it's got announced and that has a whole daredevil backstory and stuff but then he just like nonchalantly just strolls on screen and all. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Oh, yeah, because the, the 15 people in my theater were all like, woo, like, yeah. they, you know, again, that was one of those woo moments. There was a handful. There was more than a handful of them in this movie. But so, yeah, uh, but this, this is what bugs me with Marvel. I'm bringing it back to earlier in the conversation. 
them retroactively and weirdly. So when the Daredevil series first came out, it was canon to the MCU. They said it. There's references to the Avengers movie, to the Battle of New York mm -hmm. in Daredevil. And then they were like, and then Kevin Feige came out like a year and a half later and was like, nah, that's not canon. And now they're like, eh, never mind. Yeah. Daredevil's in the MCU. Yeah, but they're doing again. the same thing with Star and Wars Legends and Disney. I mean, it drives me absolutely nuts with Marvel. Yeah, but we don't we we All don't know fun. how much of that though is still uh is actually canon or not. Like Kevin Feige never said that it's not all of it's not canon, except for Agents of Shield, apparently. Uh, Which that is one, weird because Agents of Shield was specifically designed to be canon to the MCU. Tell me about it. The first season leads into Captain America Winter Soldier, and then it leads into Age of Ultron. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't know. It's it's one of those interesting things where he hasn't said one way or the other. But I think we're gonna see more of that where they're gonna bring in. Which brings me to the possibility of Luke fucking Cage. Let's yes. go. Love but that not show. not you, Iron Fist. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. You can stay. You can stay. In fact, Let's he can come Luke in Cage for Shang Chi. What? No, yeah. I'm saying we can we can bring Iron Fist in for a couple of minutes so Shang Chi can whoop his ass. Team <laughs> <laughs> up with Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, also, good. a post credits. I liked how they brought how they brought Venom in. Yeah. How they backdoored themselves into Venom in the MCU and getting them a symbiote. I, They're like, I Here's loved a little it. Piece. I loved it. That was wonderful. Uh, it was the best Tom troll Hardy moment. Got to have a lot of fun with that little with that little post credit scene. He because really he was hammered. He like, uh, we're drunk. <laughs> Lethal Protector was a shit name. <laughs> I, I just the the thing uh, for me is the fact that they they went full on Paul Bettany with the Marvel and the, and everything is that, Oh wait, you're going to get Tom Hardy's, you know, venom in the MC. Nope. Just, just kidding. He got blipped right back. Like, <laughs> I love that part. Cause it was like months of speculation between the venom. venom. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we'll get one. It probably won't be Tom Hardy playing it, but I think we might actually get one. That's maybe a little bit more serious, um, down the line, which would be interesting. Mm -hmm. We could get a whole I mean, symbiote trilogy, really, if we wanted that's to. That's kind of what I'm hoping. I would, I would love to. I'm, I'm torn about seeing them play out the symbiote relationship again on screen with another Spider-Man <laughs> because of how badly it was done in Spider-Man <sighs> Three. Sorry, Toby. Um, I, I, I think they've learned from that. I think they've I learned so. from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, then of course the other post-credit scene, which was actually basically just a trailer. <laughs> yeah, they released it today. They released it literally today. It came online. They put it on YouTube finally. They were like, "Here's the Spider-Man or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer." Any but I, I gotta say, I wasn't mad. I was like, "All right, great, like cool." Yeah. I was I, in for it. I liked the line from Wanda where she's like. I made mistakes. People got hurt. He's like, I'm not here about Westview. I don't really care. Which we goes back to Sean's comment about Doctor Strange doesn't care. Doctor Strange does not care. Uh, we also get the first uh, America Chavez uh, yeah. sighting for yep. this movie as well. Did I miss that? Yes, missed you, that. apparently so. There was a, <laughs> yeah, she's I in there. She, I believe she was in the trailer twice. Yes, she was. There's two shots of uh, both. I think both shots were basically of the back of the jacket. No, well, one one is front facing, and I thought I might have seen Monica oh. Rambo in there somewhere too, but I could be wrong. 
Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, it was a very brief blip, but I thought I saw Monica Rambo in there, but that could be coming later uh, on that. I also am glad we're getting Chiwetel Ejiofor back. Yes. <laughs> I thought, first off, Baron, I love his, him as an, his Baron as an was, actor. He's awesome. Yeah. And him as Baron Moto is one of my favorites. I love him in pretty much everything he's done. Um, I need Baron, Baron. I need Baron Moto, and I need Baron uh, Baron uh, Nemo. Wait, is it more? Is it is it Moto or Mordo? Mordo. Mordo. Right. Mordo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Baron Baron Nemo from Captain. I need those two Barons together. Oh, you need. Just, uh, you oh. mean uh, yeah, Baron Zemo. 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 Shit. There we go. It's been a long day. Zima. Yeah. I need the two of them, especially just because I love both of those actors and they yeah. play their parts so well. I need mm-hmm. the two of them to team up. But mm-hmm. th- thoughts on on getting the uh, the what if versions of Doctor Strange? Everyone's like, it's not going to be a thing. And again, this goes back to that stupid kid thing. Like, but if you watched what if at the end, you were like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's okay. I, I think it's a I think it's one of the classic Marvel uh curveballs that he's not the big bad. Like himself is not the big bad. Um I you know, and we've gotten a lot of different theories and thoughts that are going on with it, but uh the fact that they're gonna have both of them on screen and playing up that whole multiverse angle and stuff like that with mm-hmm. it, I think is gonna be is gonna be good. And actually with Strange screwing up the multiverse with this spell it makes much more sense like in that trailer at the end of Spider-Man where Mordo's like because you remember at the end of Doctor Strange the original Mordo's like I figured it out the sorcerers is the problem right and so now that Strange has gone this far and almost broke the multiverse Mm -hmm. the fact that Mordo's now coming back going you are the biggest problem we have Mm -hmm. you're the danger dude I also love the fact that this movie revealed uh, who the Sorcerer Supreme is, which also makes Wong. Wong's appearance in Shang Chi so much better. Yeah, but it, 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 I think that's more of a. I think it's gonna be strange still, but I think it's from a technicality sort of perspective. But I but just love, I love their. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love then, that Wong is basically like, well, yeah, but you know, you were yeah. gone, and and the Sorcerer and Supreme he, is pit fighting in the middle of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's therapy. He's yeah. it's like pit fighting therapy for for uh, abomination, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. So, so at, at the end of Spider Man, this will be our segue. At the end of Spider Man, he swings through Rockefeller Center in the winter time. At Christmas time. At Christmas time, which is where the finale of Hawkeye took it yep. today. So we haven't been here since episode four on Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yes. So episode five, obviously our big reveal was D'Onofrio is back. Okay, in the role he was he was born to play. Yes. 100%. Okay, which is Kingpin, which he played to such a great level in Daredevil, and now he's back, and we're all very happy about it. In Daredevil and Punisher. Yes, and Punisher. Punisher Punisher was was also Wilson Fisk. Um. You know, take it away, guys. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm blown away by the whole series, but I want you all to start. I'll let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Sean start. Let Mallow go because I know, like you said, there's a victory lap coming, and I think we just need to get it out of the way. He he called a lot <laughs> from downtown. Called it. 
I think the only thing that we didn't get was the Daredevil connection in episode six, but I didn't put that as a full on. I missed that. I didn't put that as a full on prescription. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get that because when what he showed Daredevil up in, was there in episode six, what's that? What Daredevil thing was there in episode six? There I wasn't. I'm saying that's the only thing we didn't oh. get out of that episode. We got everything oh, yeah, else yeah. we needed out of that episode, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay because we're gonna slow play it into the Echo series. Um, but just seeing that one image at the end with Wilson Fisk at the end of episode five, mwah, perfect way to bring it back in. Well, and, and uh, well, episode five also brings us, uh, I believe it brought us Yelena, correct? Yep. Yep. And also absolutely love that they a brought the actress back because she was one of the best parts of the Black Widow movie, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, bar none. Um, well, and she was in the post credit scene for Falcon of the Winter Soldier. At yes. the end of the series. Yes. She was? Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. Because crazy uh, lady, Hydra lady, who recruited, uh, what's his name? Sam. Or not no, Sam. secret uh, agent guy. U.S. agent. U.S. agent. The guy who will become U.S. agent. Uh, also comes to her. No, sorry. It's the end credit seasons for Loki. It's one of them. And she's like, hey, you want to find the guy that killed your sister? No, that's, that's the and post-credit she, scene for Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. And yeah. she's like, and she shows like, her the, the picture of Clint. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, what? So it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Th- and I actually love, so I love that actress. Love her portrayal of Yelena. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the relationship between Kate and Yelena in episode five, like they're back and forth. And yep. like, I could watch that. I could watch two more episodes of just that. Like, it was them going better in episode six. It was. I yeah. love yeah. the it sequence in, in the elevator. And then when they get to the end of the fight scene where you see them fight across multiple rooms, Another, when she's cool sitting shot, there, she's cool like, shot. she's like, ow, that hurt. And she's like, the kick to the ribs hurt too. And you did that body throw and yeah. and they're like complimenting each other about how they just beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> like, I was like, that is the next generation. Yep. Nat and Clint. And now we go that, to the new Black Widow and Hawkeye. That, that uh, the conversation that they have in the old burnt out apartment where mm-hmm. they're sitting around the table and Yelena is literally treating it like it is and she references it like it's girls night out like yep like I made macaroni you don't even want me it smells delicious come on you should just have to <laughs> I'm gonna put some spicy sauce on are you done I'm gonna put the spicy stuff on yeah, I now. love this stuff you know um, this is my first time in New York what should I see you know um, I thought that that reveal in five and the bringing of that character in really, I loved the, 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 again, kind of the capping that, like giving that resolution. And as you go from five into six, like with that part of the story, with Nat and Clint's relationship and how it, how Yelena kind of comes into that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love the way that they did. They played that over the last couple episodes. I like the but way that it resolved. Things, yeah, Wilson too. and Yelena were the two. Well, of course, I, I guess episode five also gives you the real big revelation that it's not uh, the bad guy again. Isn't the person you think it is? You know, initially it's mom. Yeah. Well, I kind of saw. Mom, well, I did call mom from a mile away too. Um, yeah. She's. But again, this is part of your victory lab. Yeah. So you know. But it's it's the funny thing about it is is that that. Uh, you know, not only did not only in episode uh, five did he just steal a sword back, basically, 
Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. He just stole the Ronin sword again. Um, but apparently, Jack Duquesne his- is just a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> And then they did the last ride as Ronan, where he has that fight scene where he, like he takes out all the tracksuit mafia guys, yeah, and then confronts Maya and is like, "This was all a setup, yeah, right? Like you don't get it. Your dad got set up by his boss because he wanted him taken out, yeah. Why we don't know, yeah. but we may find out more in the Echo series. Um, right, well, the the big question that I have for both of you is. Do we really think King Pit is dead? No. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. They're not going to waste. Here's the thing. They're not going to waste D'Onofrio. Kingpin has such a tight connection to Spider-Man. Yes. Daredevil. Echo. All these other characters. Right. That leaving D'Onofrio on the table would be, especially now that you've brought him back, would be monumentally stupid. And Kevin Feige has shown he is not that. Yeah. In, in, um, in fairness, in the comics, when uh, Echo shoots him, he only goes blind, which is to mimic, uh, you know, Daredevil, Daredevil and stuff like that. So, you know, mild spoilers if you ever read the comics, at least the Matt Fraction ones with that. So the whole series and especially episode six all felt like Die Hard to me. <laughs> I, in fact, I yeah. think they were doing that intentionally now where oh, they're like, sure. I think we're going to give this a very was- grounded Die Hard but it's Christmas, which Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so Christmas. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I feel like that was, even from the initial trailers, I feel like that was kind of the feel of it. Like, you've got, it's like just a regular fucking Joe that out of all the, out of all the Marvel heroes, like, Clint is the regular dude. <laughs> yes. He is the straight up, like, he's just really good with a bow and arrow. Like, that's, there's no magic to it. It's just skill and practice and training and that's it and like they they presented it very much like constantly under utilized uh, you know under resourced underutilized like i've got to get from point a to point point z which is getting home for christmas you know and I, i feel like they did a very good job of kind of honoring that kind of homage in the course of the six episodes like obviously ending it up here yeah um like the way they're building, like they're rebuilding their trick arrow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, arsenal at the end there. And it literally looks like they're basically just pulling stuff out of toolboxes. Now, of course, Clint also has, you know, keeps happen- keeps pin particles. He's got a you know, secret stash of pin particles, a secret like, stash of star foreheads. Like, that was the other thing. So that's my only gripe. I think the series should have started in timeline a week earlier mm-hmm. to give them more time. Because that like montage thing, I'm like, how much time? Yeah, and I, also I could use I could use two more episodes. I think eight well, would have been yeah. a better number. Well, I mean, with this cast, like ten would have been a fantastic number. But, you could have dove well, really into the Kingpin stuff because, like, my biggest gripe is they only brought Kingpin back for basically two episodes. An episode, roughly, not, not even two episodes, because you not only even. see him in the photo at the he's, end of yeah, episode he's in a five. Photo at the end of the fifth, and then just. It gets like it, yeah, you know. It would have been much sex. better if if that would have been the like, if it was like a ten episode arc, and the dun 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 on like episode five. Let's just keep it to the mm-hmm. name, same thing, right? Because you start to learn even more about the way Kingpin goes, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Bishop is just like, yeah, I'm getting out. 
And oh, by the way, I have all the, you know, I've got backups on backups, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, it would have been really good to see him doing the machinations. Again, you would have to have known what was going on with Daredevil, which appears to be canon at this point, to know that he was getting his ass handed to him by the end of season three. Somehow still got off scot-free. Somehow is now dressed like uh, his character in one of the other, I think it's Family Ties series, where he's wearing the white suit with the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, under, I think is that one. Under like Birds of Paradise and some shit. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I was under the impression because when you you know obviously when you see the early shots versus the current shots like the he's in the suit in the initial flashback in the beginning mm -hmm. and then of course when you see him again he's in the Hawaiian shirt and I thought to myself is it because it's Christmas like is it festive <laughs> is it supposed to be like festive kingpin uh, he's wearing red everybody everybody mm -hmm. who's bad wears red apparently in this episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so. But I think it's just, I just think it's interesting that I would have, I, I would have liked, I mean, eight to 10 would have been good because you wanted to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes of like how CD is New York. And maybe they'll get into this in the Echo series as well uh, as it goes through a lot of these things, because how Kingpin took over after the battle of New York was central to the Daredevil Netflix series. Um, and started he used all, all the destruction from the battle of New York. Mm-hmm to start doing the gentrification and doing the land development yeah. from that. I just, I, I want to see more of that as we go forward. Well, and, and again, the, the kind of, uh, you know, mom Bishop, like it, that felt super ham fisted that the little, Oh, well, you know, I'm getting out and yeah, I have all the information and blah, blah, blah. Like that felt like I felt really weak because you know, from your time, in other MCU projects and with Kingpin and the people in universe would know that you don't get to just walk away from the Kingpin. I think like, I, no I, one does. I do. No, think you don't. Th yeah, go ahead. Like, sorry. No, sorry. I just feel like that's like watching that scene. I kind of felt like, is this her first rodeo? Like, what does she think? Like how powerful I feel does she thinks she is? Yeah. I, was, yeah. I think it is her first rodeo. I think she got involved with him after her, after Kate's father yeah. died. And has just kind of been part of this for a while with him, but has only been within this organization and has only been doing the stuff that she's involved in. So she's not really like, oh, wait, she doesn't have the same perspective on him that Hawkeye and his wife do, whether he's like, man, when the big guy gets involved, this is going to get fucking dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I think that's part of her hubris. Because, I mean, she almost, she almost acted surprised that she got the cops called on her at the end. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, this is what you do. You send your mom to jail or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah, that's actually what happens. But read a comic <laughs> book, honey. That's that happens a lot, a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's interesting. The, the, the fight, the fight scenes in this particular episode too were better. They were better and they were, they felt more personable and personal to each of the characters, which I really liked. Um, you know, and there's obviously the mentor mentee thing that's going on that, that finally got, you know, you know, he is officially handed off the mantle of Hawkeye, uh, to Kate Bishop, you know, and who knows what we'll see Yelena Belova later, uh, RIP to her being invited to Clint's house. Like, duh, why wouldn't you do that? Like, <laughs> I kind of, you know, it's because she did the, like, she did the, like, I'm a ghost. And, I like wandered off. So I get I felt it. the same thing. I kind of like when they did the reveal, when they pulled up, I assumed that K 
Kate was going to come around the corner and Yelena was going to come around the corner. Like, I thought they would both be kind of there as nah, found y- family. Y- Yelena, Yelena learned the truth from Clint. She did the, like, I'm a ghost. Like, off into the mist. She's got to go process what she just, like, because she got lied to. She got lied to by the one lady. She thought that Clint killed Natasha. She's now going to come to terms with the fact that Clint didn't kill Natasha. And what Clint does is a good job of basically saying Natasha killed herself without saying Natasha unalived herself. Mm-hmm. Right? And I thought that that Natasha scene was... Natasha made her choice. Natasha made the choice and you know that you can't, you know, no one can change your mind. Right. But she did that. She died because she chose to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Elaine's got to process that. And I, I respect that. I actually wanted to talk about the last scene because I loved I watched it three times. I'm so glad that Clint made it home for Christmas. Like, I, <laughs> as a parent, I was like, yeah. yeah Come you on, make Disney of all kids. people weren't going to, like, just okay, like, like, get him off. I appreciate it. I'm like, and when his kids, yes. like, you felt that in the scene where yeah. his kids were like, you kept your promise. You made it home. Also, uh, Bit Player in chat. Thank you, Bit Player, because that's where I was thinking. I loved that they basically gave you the the scoop that guess what? Clint's wife was a shield agent. Tony called it. Tony yeah, called Tony it. He said it. Tony said it right when they did. This is an agent. These are smaller agents, <laughs> right? Like, I love yeah, but that. where else? Where else was Hawkeye gonna beat? Someone to marry, yeah, right? Well, I mean, Hawkeye was doing a lot of that shady worked. undercover stuff. Maybe you know he for shield somebody, you know, for shield. Yeah, but you know, the uh, the ironic yeah, thing is, you date the people you're around, right? <laughs> yes. Did you did you notice the number on the watch? Was it nineteen? Nineteen. Mockingbird is not. Agent Nineteen for Shield. So, so Laura Barton again, is you, Mockingbird. Back what? to stupid oh, nice. Agents of Shield. Because they nice. brought in before they decanonized it, they brought in Mockingbird. Yeah, but let's be honest. I watched enough of Agents of Shield to be thankful that it's no longer canon because that show was terrible, and it went on for far longer than I thought they were going to let it go on an ABC series. I'm very, I was very surprised. Here's the thing: their version of Ghost Rider was the Robbie Reyes one, and it, that season with Ghost Rider was fucking amazing. Uh, the I never saw it. I Never didn't see it because I gave up on it after that part, but the the look of the character was right, and maybe they'll bring him into the MCU. Like they I can pick up pieces s- of it, but the overall like Dude, overly they, Grey's Anatomy drama of Agents of Shield br- was just meh. When they brought that version of Ghost Rider into Agents of Shield, the Robbie Reyes version, right? Yeah, especially since they hinted it was the original Ghost Rider who had handed off his powers, mm-hmm. as it was in the comics to Robbie Reyes, like. I was excited. I loved Robbie Nick Reyes. Nick Cage gave up gave up his powers. Not no. We just don't <laughs> talk about that. It's like the it's like fan four stick. <laughs> We're just gonna forget that that exists. Oh okay. What about what about the post credit scene in, in Hawkeye? It was so good. It was so awful, but it was so wonderful. It was awful. In like a great way, uh, you know. I think I, as soon as I saw the Happy Holidays from Marvel Studios, I was like, I have a feeling I know what this is going to be. Yeah. And sure enough, I was like, um, I was kind of hoping that they would cut to Tom Holland in the in the audience being like, you know, you know, just as like a little final little teaser. 
did y'all notice that in in Spider-Man? Because in the trailers, they don't show you the billboards with Rogers the Musical. Yeah. But when you watch the mu- movie, you mm-hmm. see the Rogers the Musical signs. Yep. And I also am kind of with Ant-Man, like... Or sorry, Aunt, uh, Hawkeye. Where he's like, Handman wasn't there, right? That was, I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, what? That that is a nod, though, that Ant Man was supposed to be in the first Avengers film, but because the movie hadn't come out yet, Edgar Wright's version of it hadn't come out by the time Joss Whedon had to do up, it. They ended, they ended up, up tanking Edgar Wright's version anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little. That's a little. Just a little nod that he was Avenger. He was originally supposed to be on Avengers, but he got cut because of the way the movies rolled out. So, um, which would have been a very different type of movie when you have Hulk smash and then Ant Man being gigantic in the Battle of New York. That'd have been very weird. Um, I, uh, I'm, uh, overall, Hawkeye did everything else that every uh, every other one of the Marvel series has done for me. Which you know they told a very good story and in a very capsulized way allowed some you get depth to explore some of these characters explore their their particular issues or the particular drama that they have individually but also in such a a a good serialized way yes like every one of them has been well written at least personal opinion um and Mm -hmm. i haven't i've liked every one of them for different reasons true very true and guess what Next week, it just keeps going. Because next week, we get the we Book get of Boba, Boba Fett. Um, His backpack has jets, yo. So, now that we have Haley Steinfeld, and we have Yelena, and they've announced the Ironheart series, and we got a like a 30-second teaser for She-Hulk, mm-hmm. are we thinking Young Avengers? Is that, or West Coast Avengers? I would love to see West Coast Avengers. Oh, jeez, West Coast Avengers. I, as, a West Coast, Tiger, as, as a West Coast person, I would like to see some West Coast <laughs> Avengers again. But I want to see Great Lakes Avengers. Is <laughs> <laughs> hey, Squirrel Girl would be worth it just for Squirrel Girl. <laughs> That's true. They can they can go to a Bears game. Can can we get them to go back to the old She Hulk logo though? For real, I mean, like the new She Hulk logo looks like it's a bad like ABC sitcom logo. Look. And the and the old the the old one what was purple and and green was so much better looking. So, so are are we thinking that's where they're going? Is is that is the young kind Avengers of the setup we're doing here? Uh, we're gonna get an alternate Avengers uh, as we go. It I think the young like would A-Force, be honestly because wasn't A Force their their Avengers? Uh, that was team? the all female team. Yeah, I, that's yeah. the feeling that I got when I when I start putting these pieces together that they're leading toward like some kind of A Force. Yeah, uh, peace. And we got we got Miss Marvel coming. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm down for all of that because the the actors that they have playing those roles are fantastic. Yep, you know. Yep. So act, now that we're at the end of the series, a I I think Jeremy Renner finally got his time to shine, which I don't think he ever like he got moments in all yeah. the Avengers movies, but this was really his time to really be Hawkeye. I would agree with without, that. Without all the other crap overshadowing him. And how do we feel Haley Steinfeld did now that we're at the, we're at the end? I'm pleasant, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I really don't, never really followed any of her work. I didn't really know much of her as an actress. Um, I think she, I think she definitely held her own and in fact shined 
in a lot of ways against Renner. I think they both, the curmudgeonliness of Renner versus her like youthful energy, I thought played very well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I was. You should know Haley Steinfeld because she was in a movie that I guarantee you liked. <laughs> she was in Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yes. So I, as a, I didn't, I don't recognize her as a voice actress. Yeah, she's Spider Gwen. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I know that now. You saying that she was into the Spider Verse, of course, I made that connection. But I, I mean, as far as like you know, knowing her like body of work, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know what she's been in before. Like, really, I don't. She really... made she made her bones about ten years ago. Yeah, about eleven now. At she was in True Grit with Bridges and Brolin. Oh, geez. she was the okay. little girl. Okay, well, then I do I do recall really enjoying her performance in that. Um, but that's uh, where she made it, her bones. I, I never would have realized that that was the same person watching Hawkeye. Mhm. Mm um but yeah, I think uh yeah, I think I bring her back. I can't I can't wait to see more of Kate. Well, she'll be she'll be back MCU. in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse as Gwen mm -hmm. Stacy again. Mm -hmm. um, she is in a TV series called Arcane as well, coming up in 2023, uh, as well as uh, Emily Dickinson, the series. She plays Emily Dickinson in the Dickinson series. Which I've actually heard good things. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I thought she started a little whiny and weird, but I thought she kind of walked into the role really well. That I think that's the build you're supposed to get, though. Yeah. Is that she is a privileged kid, you know? Yeah. You and know, I think and I love the yeah. fact that there was the turn. You got the turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you got the turn. You got the grow up. You got. Uh, and she grew up without being bitter, which I think is a direct playoff of Clint, where I feel I'm like also, he got bitter early. I'm also glad we moved past the shitty dad trope <laughs> into the shitty mom trope. Yeah. Well, and and it's not a Chris. It's not a Christmas series with a dead dad. Have you ever noticed that all the Christmas movies? Like, especially the ones put out by Hallmark and shit like that all deal with dead dads. It's kind of fucked up, man. I haven't really noticed that myself. I'm also not a father, so I'm not, like, necessarily sensitive to that. <laughs> uh, from a, you know, from, so, from a I have don't have kids perspective. My last question, because this was a this was a theme. And as 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 RPG nerds that we are, <laughs> how did you feel? Because they used the LARPing thing a lot I loved it. <laughs> in this series, the way that they 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 pushed through that was in like four episodes where they were talking about larpers yeah i i gotta say um a i loved that they it did it wasn't just a one bit joke like where they were just I making loved, fun of them i loved that clint actually had to like go through like he had to be he had to do it like it wasn't just like you're gonna go down there and you're gonna strong arm your shit off of a bunch of larpers like he went down and like was like okay fine i will i'll play along yeah. yeah, and it turned out that these LARPers were actually a bunch of like awesome people that they needed through the rest of their journey. So the, the reason we have their little fight scene at the end where the one girl hits the dude with the baseball bat, <laughs> and the look on her face, <laughs> and then the one guy's like, "Kadoosh!" Well, like, so I want to ask this: were, were their costumes a throwback joke to the Warriors Three? Possibly. Because I felt like, so I felt like the big guy's costume, the larger gentleman, mm -hmm. I felt like his costume looked like Thor's buddy. And I felt like her costume looked a little bit like Sif's. Like, and I was like, was that like, 
are they playing are they role playing kind of as thor's friends if, as thor's buddies probably hold on let me bring up the i got an image of both well he's looking at that like i just like the fact that they kind of got their moment to shine at the end and they were yeah. like you know what these people aren't listening let's go put on some costumes and right. make them listen. And and it worked. And it really did. It really did. <laughs> but like the whole like and at that that little scene at the end where Clint's like, well, I got to say, you know, I, I got to give props where it's due. This costume is fantastic. Missy is an amazing costumer. Yeah, yeah. Like this thing stretches <laughs> and it breathes. And yeah. This whole time I've been thrilled for the fact that they went kind of with they used the fraction arc as their base for the story, you know, a base for parts of the story. And I loved that. I loved seeing that fraction costume kind of come to life mm-hmm. in this last episode with uh, Clint wearing it. It looked great. It looked great on Runner. The whole the whole series. When Kate drew the original Hawkeye costume oh. on the napkin with the like weird thing, I was like, yes, it's it great. Was, it was great. I um, can't I can't find any stills of the actual of LARPers that. in there, uh, but there could be some play. I was just just looking back at the Warriors three armor and stuff like that. There could be some play there. Um, they probably took some nods to it. I mean, they had some very, you know, Nordic themed armor all around. So yeah, yeah, they uh, all of their the LARPing all felt very Nordic themed. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, just, um, I, I'm glad they got their moment. I'm glad that Kate was like, you know what, we're going to use them as backup, and they're going to be a useful asset to us. Mm-hmm. And like she treated them with a lot of respect. Yeah. Well, like, and they played the back parts of the apartment really well. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and when she when she went to go when she went to go meet them and they were doing their their practice and she was like, "Oh shit, you guys take this pretty seriously." Okay, cool. Let's let's get into this. We'll do this. Her and Lucky the pizza dog. Yeah. Oh, pizza dog. <laughs> I loved his little his little one-eyed pizza dogness. It was wonderful, and everybody was just like, "Oh man, we gotta walk the dog. Like we gotta remember to walk the <laughs> yeah. dog. We gotta, like, yep. can you please can you watch the dog for like another couple days, please?" Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit about one last thing, just in this whole series, the representation piece. So specifically focusing on Echo, mm-hmm. oh. who is actually a native woman, who is actually deaf, and is actually an amputee. Yeah, like it was that like, casting yeah, was what? fucking fantastic. Yes. Good on Marvel for being like, we're gonna hit all three. Yeah, because they could have probably I, faked one of them. Well, I mean, think about it. They did that just a couple years ago. There was that that stupid rock movie with Skyscraper where he played an amputee, mm-hmm. and you know, like I get it, like you want the rock, but I mean, I mean, Marvel would have gotten credit for finding like two of those three things in one actor. Mm-hmm. But they managed to find all three, and she did a great job. She was fantastic. I cannot wait. Like can't wait for Echo oh. because of how good she was. My interesting thing on this too, in both episodes five and six, seeing who used ASL and who didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you could tell when Clint, when he was doing the thing, he's still learning because in this version of Hawkeye, he's just like learning about how to be a deaf person. Well, now I see that's the, the trick with Clint. I feel like they were they made a very big point in this to like kind of show how reliant he is on the hearing aid because he's still because he was hearing he's no longer hearing like that's how he is he just like when he lost the hearing aid suddenly he was like oh god like 
I don't, I don't know what to do. And that's why I like how his ASL is kind of broken. Yeah. Like, and by that, I mean, you could tell he's still kind of like, he half spells, half does yeah. sign. But it's interesting because you got Kazi who does the ASL. And then there's that one scene early in the thing where he's like, do you think any of these idiots learned this in the last day? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. but, but you also, you also get the impression, you know, they gave you a pretty clear picture that Kazi like basically kind of came up with Echo in their group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but- like the fact that Kazi learned it, you know, because he clearly, at least to my, at least I kind of felt like Kazi and Echo had certainly more of, it wasn't just a yeah. buddy relationship. Cause she's trying to bring her, bring him with her at the end. Yeah. Like I feel like they were hinting toward, or at least a little unclear. Some sort of romantic a romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, but then Kingpin. Yeah. Did you notice that? That surprised me because Kingpin is but very it, intelligent. And- they could have gotten away with not doing it. Mm-hmm. It was a nice detail. It was it was a way to show because again, you they make a big point of Kingpin. Kingpin, of course, says to her, "I love you." Like, mm-hmm. I love you. Like, and that was the fact that he was using ASL is one more way they can kind of show that closeness between Kingpin and this person who is effectively a lackey for them, mm-hmm. right? like the daughter of a lackey but yeah. who is someone that apparently kingpin has grown close to yeah i just thought it was a neat yeah. detail really that they was. didn't have to do but showed a lot in that little sequence where he's signing mm-hmm. right and it's not causing interpreting he's signing the whole time to maya and i was like that's a big deal yeah well i mean sure. we've we've long since said representation in media is important and the fact that you like if anybody could pull it off it can be and should be a disney because Mm -hmm. you've got a you've got the resources to go find the right kind of talent and and Mm -hmm. this was one of her first acting gigs i believe uh so too and and so i think it's the nurturing that kind of performance out of somebody right is not an easy thing to do especially when you have uh, a translation issue. If you don't know fluent ASL, uh, and you're trying to direct somebody. <laughs> this is her first credited acting job on yep. IMDb. Yep. So uh, I think it's. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so to f- so not only a to find that talent, George Lucas style, nurture it into their first major role on you know worldwide TV. Uh, and to have her cast into such an important role going forward, not just in this particular series where she plays a huge part, but in going to be she in her, her own, own series, own series yeah. coming up, right? Um, that one's that's a it's a hell of an accomplishment, and you know, uh, kudos to them using the platform correctly. Uh, it's not all bad with Disney. Uh, if you look at our thing, we have we have a picture of the Larpers that Bit Player was nice enough to put. Into oh, did they get Discord. one for us? Oh. Yes. BitPlayer put it in there. I don't know if it's supposed to be a direct riff on the Warriors 3. Oh, we got all four of them in there. He's in the background. Um, I don't think it's a direct riff. Okay. But I like it. And that Griff that was, guy, the guy on the left, was my favorite. That yeah. was my... That was like the one thing when I saw them in costume. Like, that, my mind immediately went to that. And I don't know if it's because the, the larger guy was kind of in like kind of the... A, lar- a bigger tunic and he had the kind of the side straps on it. I don't know if that's what really kicked 
kicked it for me, but for some reason I looked at that thinking, I feel like there's a reference here and I feel like it's to Thor. Could be. I mean, it could, again, it, it could be, be yeah. just a nice little yeah. knockoff to it, you know? A little mm-hmm. nod to that whole series, you know, which but we thought, get more of coming up soon. There were a lot of nice moments in this show. Yeah. The one where, uh, where Kate, because we didn't talk about this in the previous episode, uh, where Kate and Clint get drunk like two days prior to Christmas when he's got all the daiquiri things strapped yeah, to his yeah, arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're great. like, she shows up and she's like, okay, do, 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 do. And then he's like, did you write that in permanent marker? <laughs> and then she he shows her how to do the, the coin flip thing, yeah. which again comes back in her fight with Kingpin. Yeah. Or she does the like. Yeah, there's a um, lot of callbacks. There is, but I thought that was a nice scene too. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Any final thoughts before we sign off for tonight? Book of Boba Fett. Book I'm of so Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. I'm I so cannot, excited. By I cannot wait. By law, Joe has to come back on the show as our Boba Fett expert at some point in time during that series so we can talk about it so oh i'm sure he'll be salty about something in there wow okay see that was that was a lot that was probably not wrong but also a little aggressive it is boba fett after all and if there's one person that can complain about how they treat him i guess it can be him and mc uh, uh, mc chris sorry not mc lars um but yeah so uh we'll come back with that Maybe we'll bring some Matrix stuff into it. I don't know I if say, I can be bothered to watch Matrix because of the last will, two movies. We'll see. I will try and watch it over. I'm well. I'm going to watch it over the holiday because my father-in-law wants to watch it. Tip. Uh, if we and, can put together a team, we'll we'll do a Matrix talk. Our mutual friend, uh, you know, Caleb, yep. in his the little bit that he has seen, said that in, in his opinion so far, he feels like this new this movie redeems a number of things about the two the two sequels so far. That's a hard a hard hill to jump up. No, you're I agree. I agree. But hey, we'll we'll see what happens. You know? For I'm sure. I'm all down for more Keanu uh and Carrie Ann Moss. So I'm down for that part. Yep. Until then was we won't see you again until after the holiday uh, and after the new year, I guess. Let me be more specific. We will not see you until after the new year. So until then, there is this whole thing called the Omicron version of the virus going around right now. Be safe. Please be safe. Mask up. Go get boosted if you need to. Go get vaccinated if you haven't. Yes. Yes. Uh, Drink your water. Take your vitamins. All of those things. Try to stay away from giant crowds over the holiday if you can too. Uh, if you can go see No Way Home at the earliest morning showing again, like there were maybe 15 people in our theater and we were all yeah, like spaced out really well. I've done some much better. I've done two late, late night ones too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those tend to be good. Cool. Cool. Until then, when we see you guys here in the new year, be safe, uh, love each other and stay weird. Okay. Guys, Happy holidays. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Ah, thank you for coming on, Michael. We'll see you here soon. Uh, also, uh, his stuff. Go check him out. Loser MLW. Uh, Redemption Podcast. And uh, Chaos Incorporated, which will be back after the first of the year. Yeah, doing all plugs for you. There you go. Come back here. See me here. Yeah. And then go to see my other social media stuff. Oh, we're going to drag Michael on to guest a bunch of times now. True. Yeah. 
Also, uh, latest latest episodes of uh, Sawyer and Bennett and Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my episode was released around Thanksgiving. Kaylee's oh, episode was released this past week. Uh, it, they're really good. So Alex has got one of the first two episodes, I think, you're in there somewhere. I, so. I was in the first one for a, a, a bit play. I don't know what you did for them, but I did a, a cameo in the first episode. I think we're all doing cameos. That's the, that's yes. the, that's the running joke of it for that. I, for those I, did kind of a, things. I did a quick cameo for the first episode, which was released on Halloween. Yeah. Some of us haven't been included yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. Oh, I'm sure she will. Oh, so Steph, he's calling, Steph he's calling you out. No, no, no. The I, professional voice actor is, is no calling hate. you out. There is no hate. There is no hate. I, uh, I know. Please have the voice actor do it because I get super nervous. I had to do like 30 takes to get like six <laughs> versions out that you wanted to hear. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. That's like my life when I'm recording here at home. Uh, I, you know, literally, I take. I can't tell you. My wife has. I have a phrase that I was doing for this puppet stuff I was doing, and the phrase helps me kind of get in the voice. Mm-hmm. And. Like she's like, I can always tell when you're doing it because it's all I hear from upstairs. Every couple <laughs> seconds, every like minute or two, I hear that little phrase. Yep. Big news. And like I keep saying that over and over my, to get in the headspace. And my wife's like, what are you she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I said she asked for like four intonations of these like three lines so she could decide which <laughs> intonation she wanted. And I had to do at least four takes of each one before I liked it enough to be like that's that version of the intonation I want to send <laughs> to her. Yep. That's the life of a voice actor. It is. And it makes me sad for myself. <laughs> That's it's why fun. I don't do it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, okay. Sure. Check out everybody. Check out our friends' podcasts on that. Uh, also, go check out uh, Gamers Heaven Seattle North or North Seattle. If you're in the Seattle, Seattle area, area. If you're in the Seattle please area, come by the shop. Yep. It's. It's a fun, happy place. It's pretty and and nice green and, now. And we're spread out with co- with for COVID. We're keeping things spread out. All the tables are reasonably It's a spaced. huge it's a huge space. There's plenty of space for everybody. So And also if for someone, my Seattle friends, there's parking. Yes. If someone wasn't local and wanted to buy, can I buy direct from the store or am I buying from a storefront that supports the entire organization? You can get a hold of me and you can buy directly from me yes i let's do uh, i will have to do that then because i would like to support the store yep i've actually got some new indie stuff that i think you should take a look at Ooh. we uh, were, we were playing like with it the other day game that i keep hearing so much about that's so good uh out of seattle What's there it is called? there uh, is that identico beyond that but i'm stocking more than just my own stuff i'm finding by the way if you probably, know indie designers if you know indie designers who are looking for a place a storefront that will sell their stuff, that's us. Uh, we've picked up a bunch of stuff in the last week. Um, so, yeah, give me yeah. a shot. Go check it out. Until then, we'll see you all in the new year. Have a good night, everybody.